0: So we believe that diverse representation in uh, health research means to better understand the progression of different diseases and health conditions and to transform medicine from a one-size-fits-all, just like you mentioned earlier, (laughs) approach to more tailored and more individualized care. That's our hope too. And that's why we are a partner of the All of Us research program, because we continue to educate and create awareness about the importance of health research and how by joining this program, people can share, right? And, and it can help accelerate the future of their own health and of their communities and also the health of future generations.
1: Welcome to This is Rural Health, a podcast from the California State Rural Health Association. The CSRHA is focused on ensuring that the needs and voices of rural Californians are expressed and heard, and is continually working toward improving the quality and length of life of rural Californians. This podcast brings together leaders in rural healthcare with policy advisors, community leaders, and other forward thinkers to gain a better understanding of what's happening across today's rural healthcare ecosystem. Each week, you'll hear the unique perspectives of industry and community leaders and how they're finding innovative solutions to the challenges of a rapidly changing and increasingly complex healthcare industry. Hey everybody, this is Scott Hertzberg from the California State Rural Health Association. Join me in this episode where we talk with Christine Perez from the National Hispanic Council on Aging and the role that they're playing in helping rural Californians connect with the resources that they need. We also talk a little bit about the All of Us Research Program which we'll talk more about in part two of this episode. I'd also like to share that the National Rural Health Association is having their annual conference May 16th to 19th in San Diego, California. And the CSRHA will be there helping out with the All of Us campaign. And then, of course, the CSRHA is returning to in-person conferences September 20th and 21st at the Lake Natoma Inn in Folsom, California. We'd love to have you there. More information can be found on our website at csrha.org. Without further ado, here's our episode. Welcome back to This is Rural Health. I'm your host, Scott Hertzberg, the president of the California State Rural Health Association. And with me today to talk about the National Hispanic Council on Aging is Christine Perez, the director of programs at NACOA. Christine, welcome to This is Rural Health. It's lovely to have you here.
0: Thank you, Scott. The pleasure is mine. And again, thank you for the invitation.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's been a while. We've been trying to coordinate all of this. Um, but I know that our listeners are you know, not aware of how excited they're going to be to learn about NACOA and the, the program and all that you all do. And I think we'll talk a little bit about All of Us, which is a research program from the National Institutes of Health and your involvement with that. So if you don't mind just letting everyone know what is the you know, NACOA, the National Hispanic Council on Aging, and uh, some of the goals from that program.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. So the National Hispanic Council on Aging, or also known as NACOA for short. We are the leading national organization working to improve the lives of um, Hispanic older adults, their families, and caregivers. And uh, we are headquartered in Washington, D.C., and uh, for over 50 years, we continue to be a strong voice dedicated to advocating for research, policy, and practice in the areas of economic security, health, and housing. So we're known also for our ability, right, to reach and serve our community in a linguistically, culturally, and age-appropriate manner. And uh, we want to bridge gaps in language, culture, formal education, and also in age. We also understand the needs and challenges that is facing our community. And for this reason, our programmatic priorities reflect the critical issues facing Hispanic and Latino older adults. And overall, our key programmatic priorities, as I mentioned before, it's health, but also we focus on economic security, housing, and leadership development and empowerment. Also working with diverse organizations and um, at the national and the local level. And um, we also work with other national nonprofit organizations to local community-based organizations, including government agency media outlets and other stakeholders i think this is a collective effort and we cannot do this work alone
1: so you guys do everything for a very important population that sounds wonderful i know that the the hispanic population in uh, i'm in you know i'm in california i care mostly about california i care about everybody but my heart's in california and it's the largest growing demographic in california particularly in central and southern california one of the things that we Are looking at with the CSRHA is trying to make sure that we can connect people to programs, get folks the information and the access that they need. You know, in your work and and the work that NACOA does, what are some of the biggest healthcare challenges that you all see uh, that face Hispanic older adults?
0: Yeah, thank you for the question, Scott. Well, there are many challenges we currently face in the healthcare arena. So one that has a major impact on the Hispanic and or Latino community is when we look at the health equity lens. And as an organization, we dedicate a lot of our work to address and raise awareness on this topic. All this work has led us to uncover the realities that our community, that prevent our community, particularly Hispanic and Latino older adults, from accessing equitable health care. And one of being particularly prevalent is the language barrier. So this includes like translating health-related information into their primary language, which often is Spanish, right? And even overcoming language barriers when talking with healthcare providers. So it's important to highlight that in our community, it's not monolithic and we're not the same, even though we speak Spanish, right? (laughs) But hispanic and Latinos, we're bilingual, trilingual, (laughs) right? So we come from different parts of the Caribbean, Latin America, and it's very important to be inclusive when offering services to all communities. And also, we cannot leave behind that the immigration status or the lack of medical insurance or services also limits their access to health care. And we cannot leave behind, too, the lack of access to transportation, particularly in rural areas, and because this also limits seniors to get to the health care providers and or receive services, among many other things that they really need a transportation to move.
1: Yeah. We're we're seeing more and more in rural parts of the country that, you know, even if you can find a healthcare provider and a program that really works for you, even if you understand everything that you need to do, transportation, it can be such a huge barrier. You know, getting time off work, finding childcare, and then transportation, right? The three the three big things that are not related to healthcare that are absolutely related to healthcare.
0: <laughs> All at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you you talked about you know language barriers and and kind of cultural connecting with folks on that level, and how it is not a monolith. And I so appreciate you saying that because we have board members in the CSRHA that are in northern, central, and southern California, and you know we all talk about how not even like county by county, California is different, but like city by city, and and our people and your people are all Californians, but we're not the same, and you need to. you know, reach out to us differently. And one of the things that really came to my attention uh, in the last few years is the value of promotoras and their role. Which you know, I grew up in uh, San Jose, which is like one of the largest Hispanic and Latino populations in Northern California, and I had no idea about promotoras de salud that they exist and how valuable they are, uh, the role that they can play as this like broker, like cultural broker and linguistic broker between groups of people. Can you talk about the work that you all have done with them and how much of an impact that can have in communities?
0: Yes, yes. I agree with you. Promotoras are key to the Hispanic and Latino communities and informing and educating about certain issues or public health issues related to our concerns to our community. So basically, in our work, we work very closely with promotoras de salud, or also known as community health workers. But for this podcast, I will be referring like promotoras, even though we have men there too.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. So, around the, the United States, we have been in partnership with promotores or promotoras, and particularly in California, New Mexico, Texas, New Jersey, the DMV area here in Washington, D.C., Florida too. So, promotoras are keenly aware of their community needs, as I mentioned before, and they provide education about public health issues affecting Latinos. And here I wanted to add like what type of information? So it's diabetes, prevention, COVID-19 prevention. We cannot leave behind the pandemic. Even the Alzheimer's disease, among others, health topics. So at the same time, promotoras empower their community to be informed and also advocate for what is best for them. For their own community. So promotoras are key to our work at the National Hispanic Council on Aging in reaching thousands of Hispanics and Latinos nationwide. So how they do this, right? People question a lot, like, what promotores are just like you, right?
1: Why are they so special? What What do they do?
0: Absolutely. So, well, promotores help provide information through infographics, flyers related to health topics of relevance to the Hispanic and Latino community. The National Hispanic Council on Aging, we are, develop the bilingual informational materials and distribute them to our community health workers or promotores, right? So we do this in different states in the, in the U.S. And in the last few years, our priority has been to inform them about COVID-19, its variants and vaccines, along with the prevention guidelines. So we also focus on other topics such as influenza, obesity, asthma, which we include this in our work with the promotoras.
1: Asthma is such, I think it's it's going to be one of those things where people don't realize how much of an issue asthma is. So I'm I'm glad that they're covering all of those different topics. Thank you.
0: Sure. And asthma covers um, older adults as well. Even though childrens are the most affected, but we also have, you know, a high incidence in adults and particularly in older adults. And amid the pandemic, it has aggravated into other populations and not necessarily are children's only, but it's affected by asthma.
1: All right, Christine. So at the top of the hour, we talked a little bit about all of us. And I know we're going to go into that more detail with in another episode. But I wanted to ask about the role that NACOA playing with all of us trying to engage Hispanic older adults and, and what some of the work might be.
0: Yes, absolutely. So it's no secret that Hispanics and Latinos are often underrepresented and underserved in our society, even though Hispanic, you know, older adults are the fastest growing segment of the US. And yet the amount of research related to Latino older adults is very limited. So that's why we want to change that at the National Hispanic Council on Aging. So we partner with the All of Us Research Program, which is an initiative from the National Institutes of Health, or NIH for short, and along with other community organizations, we are facilitating the education and engagement of Hispanics, older adults, their families and caregivers to join the All of Us Research Program. So basically, the program's aims to help speed up health research overall. And people who join this program will share information about their health, their habits, environment, among others. And basically, by looking for patterns, researchers may learn more about what affects people's health. And hopefully in the future, they can find um, treatments or prevention strategies for diseases. That's our hope, right? So it's very important to highlight that the program is open for everyone 18 and older and living in the United States. So for us at Nakoa, we basically do in-person events, like participating in health fairs or cultural events, conferences, and we go where our community is practically. So we visit those type of in-person events and promote the program. We create awareness, educate our community about health research overall, and we provide an example of the program. And um, we provide educational bilingual flyers in Spanish and in English, and our trained staff that knows about this topic and how to engage our community to participate. We also have done and continue to do a little bit of everything. You know, amid the pandemic, we shifted a little bit to online, events. So we have done webinars. We also have some like Capacito with Nacoas that are very uh, short videos that we have in our Facebook platform that tackles some issues related to, of concerns the, in our Hispanic and Latino community. So we also include health research in those Cafecitos and also in the program. And um, we are very active in our social media platform. So we are always doing our best to engage our community about the importance of joining this type of health research or, you know, the All of Us research program.
1: Yeah, the, the All of Us has, it's a pretty ambitious goal. I think it's to try and get a million people enrolled, right? To create this huge health database. Really? Are we almost there? Almost. Oh my goodness. That is that's fantastic. I know I, you know, as a generic 40-something white guy, I am overly represented in healthcare research. It's not one size fits all, right? We were talking about the value of precision medicine and and things like that. I think it is incumbent upon us to ensure that our research reflects our population. So I'm really grateful for the work that that you are all doing and that all of us is doing. Like with with your involvement in it, do you have any hopes and dreams as to what you're trying to see on the other end? Right, we get a million people involved, um, including some populations that haven't historically been represented. What is the hope five years from now that this research will? lead to, if you are thinking about that?
0: Yes, absolutely, we are. We do expect an increase, that's our hope, in diverse representation in research studies, including participation in the All of Us Research Program. So we believe that diverse representation in uh, health research means to better understand the progression of different diseases and health conditions, and to transform medicine from a one-size-fits-all just like you mentioned earlier, <laughs> approach to more tailored and more individualized care. That's our hope, too. And that's why we are a partner of the All of Us Research Program because we continue to educate and create awareness about the importance of health research and how, by joining this program, people can share, right? And, and it can help accelerate the future of their own health and of their communities and also the health of future generations so again we invite everyone who's interested in joining the all of us research program to visit the all of us research website that i believe you can show you later i'm not sure Scott, but i can do it right now so it's www.joinallofus.org slash together
1: yes yeah and yeah we'll share all these links in the show notes so as folks are listening and you're very curious just the links will all be embedded in excellent Well, I I really want to thank you so much for having the time to talk with me today and help spread the word about all the great work that you all are doing. If folks are interested in all of us, they can go to the Join All of Us site. Um, What about if they want to learn more about Nakoa?
0: Yes, absolutely. So uh, we invite all of your listeners today to visit our website, www.nacoa.org. Or you can also follow us in our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You will find us as our social media handle, @n. And also, if you have any questions, we have a National Resource Center. And it's a free dial-in number that you can call us and receive information about vaccines or any. Other health related information like the All of Us Research Program. And uh, the number is the following 866 488 7379.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, and like I said, I'll be sure to put all of those resources in the post when we share this out so that folks can have access to that. Christine, thank you so much for taking the time to to meet with me today and to help share the information that you all are working on and helping to educate our listeners and our supporters. I'm hopeful that we can get more involvement and engagement in rural California. But, you know, across the country, it's all kind of looking like it's moving in the right direction with this research. So is there anything that you all have that you have coming up any events or webinars that you'd like to promote? This should, I think, future people, this will be landing in uh, early mid April.
0: Thank you, Scott. Absolutely. So people can follow us, as I mentioned before, in our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, we will provide more information about upcoming events and in person and also in the virtual settings that you can come or also join us. And you can call us again at um, our resource center in case you have any any questions or need any other information regarding the all of us research program or vaccinations or any health related issue and um, it's 866-488-7379 thank you
1: oh thank you so much christine and we will continue to follow the work that you're all doing and pass that on to our listeners so enjoy the rest of your day thanks everybody for listening take care this is rural health is the official podcast of the California State Rural Health Association and is made possible by the generosity of our members. Our producer is Noelia Sanchez at Noteworthy Lab. To learn more about the CSRHA or to become a member, visit us at csrha.org. If you have a suggestion for a future guest or topic for the show, email us at podcast at csrha.org. To make sure you don't miss any future episodes, please be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Twitter at CSRJ Podcast. Thank you so much for your continued support of the California State Rural Health Association.